Okay. The topic that I'm going to speak about this morning is a topic that each of us need for life. Are you intrigued? And that topic is called light. So if there was a title to my morning's message, it's already up there. It's called Be That Kind of Light. Light was pretty important to God. So important, in fact, that the first thing that we see him speak in Scripture is in Genesis 1 verse 3, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Light is mentioned many times in Scripture. How many times, you ask? Good question. A very reliable source called Google told me that in the New International Version of the Bible, it's mentioned 232 times. And in the King James Version of the Bible, it's mentioned 272 times. Now, I just want to let you know right up front, we will go through a lot of Scripture, but not all 272 of them. Just so that you know, otherwise I will be talking really quick in the next 31 minutes. Okay, so if it's mentioned so often in Scripture, this morning I thought we better do a little bit of investigating into this whole subject of light and what God wants to do with that light in us. While I was thinking about being that kind of light, it was actually happened when I was hanging out the washing. A lot of stuff happens when I hang out the washing. So if you want some Holy Spirit inspiration, go out to the clothesline. I find it works for me every time. And the things that kept running through my head was a song that I learned at Sunday school called This Little Light of Mine. Who's heard of it? Show of hands. We're going to have a great choir today. Okay, team, take it away. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hiding under bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hiding under bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hiding under bushel, no. Around the 
great team. Thanks, guys. It's good to have a little bit of action. So I'm sure most of you have heard that song. Even the Seekers sing that song. If anyone wants to know, the Seekers was kind of a... Rob had a bit of a soft spot for the Seekers. Um, so some of the verses um, and tunes can be a little bit variant, but you get my point. We need to let our light shine. So this morning, if we look at those four verses... The first verse was, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So our first point today is going to be, why is letting our light shine so important? The second one was, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. So it says, why is hiding our light a bad thing? The third thing is, it says, don't let Satan blow it out. So our third key is going to be, how can we avoid Satan taking our light out? And the last one we're going to talk about is, and it said all around the neighbourhood, it says, how do we let our light shine in Port Lincoln? Because currently that's our neighbourhood. Now, if you live somewhere else, you put your town in there because you need to be a light shining where you live. So firstly, it says, why is letting this light of ours shine so important? Well, we find the answer from the Bible. Now, if you've got your Bible, you are more than happy to read along with me. You're going to have to have fast fingers for flicking but that's okay you'll keep up um, or else you can follow the screen so it tells us in John 8 verse 12 Jesus spoke to the people once more and said I am the light of the world if you follow me you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life this scripture tells us that we will have the light that leads to light when we are following Jesus. And you know what? This is the hope for all humanity, that Jesus is the light of the world. So if we have this light, then we need to be a lighthouse. We are the ones who need to let our light shine. I'm sure many people have heard this scripture before. Now, we're actually going to read this scripture out a couple of times. This one is written by Luke. Now, Luke, in today's language, was a doctor. We're going to read a bit later on from Matthew. And if Matthew was around today, he would be a politician. And so they both talk about it from a slightly different angle because they're slightly different people. Well, they're totally different people. So we're just going to read it from Luke's gospel first. And it says, No one lights a lamp and then hides it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it's unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. Remember that one. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. After reading that, I just want to say, don't store anything in those dark corners. Don't say you can't see it. It's not hurting anyone. I want you to start letting those things that are in those dark corners that are hidden, that only you know are there, and bring them into the light. The study part of my Bible for that particular little bit says, the lamp is Christ. 
The eye represents spiritual understanding and insight. Evil desires make the eye less sensitive and blot out the light of Christ's presence. If you have a hard time seeing God at work in the world and in your life, check your vision. Are any sinful desires blinding you to Christ? That's why we need nothing hiding in those dark corners. And that's how God wants us to be. So this is what God wants us to be like. It says in Philippians 2 verse 5, see the screens okay it's really bright um it says so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation then you will shine among them like stars in the sky who's heard that scripture before we've got to shine among them like stars in the sky but what does that actually look like in real life what is it that makes us shine like stars in the sky we actually find the answer to that question when we read the larger chapter of Philippians. Now, if no one's ever been to Bible college or Bible school, what they often say with the Bible is just don't read one verse and go, oh, I want that one. I just want to shine like a star in the sky. You've actually got to read what's before it and what's after it to make an accurate representation of what that scripture is going to talk about. So, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Philippians 2. And we're going to start from verse 3. And if you don't have your Bibles, follow along on the screen. So this is how we are going to shine like stars. This is how we're going to do it. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. If you've never heard the message of Easter, that's what it is just there. Therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honour and gave him the name that was above all names. Are we in the right spot? Yep. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything. Santo's listening. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticise you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly 
to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, you will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Thank you for being patient and going through that with me. But this is how we can shine. I lost one. Can you see the one that says, how Christians shine like stars? There it is. So from that passage that we just read just then, it says in verse 3, they were unselfish. It told us in verses 3 to 11 that they were humble. I want to see people taking notes because I need this stuff. I've got my notes. It says in verse 4 that they look out for the needs and interests of other people. In verse 8 and 12, they walk in obedience to God. It says in verse 14, they do everything without complaining and arguing. It was actually speaking to me, that verse, not to my family. It was talking to me. Verse 14, they live in purity. And verse 16, they hold out to the truth. Imagine a church where everyone did all of those things. Imagine a world where people who believed in Jesus actually lived like this. I'm telling you, Port Lincoln will be radically changed. Are you ready for it? That's what I want to see. That's the kind of church I want to be. But if I'm truthful, I can rarely go a day without arguing and complaining about something. I can rarely go a day without being selfish, just a little bit. And I have a feeling that I'm not alone. The truth is, if I started doing these things, if I stopped thinking about myself and started consistently or continually thinking of others, if I stopped complaining about the inconveniences or irritations of life and started living in complete purity, my light would shine a lot brighter. And I just pray that you guys are putting your name in too because I know I'm not alone. If we want to shine like stars in the sky, we have to start by being honest with ourselves. Are we shining brightly like stars or has our light got a little bit clouded by our actions? So I'm telling you, I want to be that kind of light, so I need to make some adjustments. Number two is... Why is hiding our light a bad thing? You know how it said hide it under a bushel? I don't know about you, but I hope you do this. If you sing words in a song and don't understand what they are, look them up. So as a little kid, we used to sing hide it under a bushel. I'm going, what is a bushel? When I was thinking of the words to that song, does anyone else know what a bushel is? Well, I did some research and I found out that's a bushel. A bushel is like a big basket. Now, if that bushel was filled with corn, in America it would weigh 56 pounds. So in Australia, that would be 25 and a half kilos. And I just sort of thought, if I had 25 and a half kilos of flour in a big basket, that would be pretty heavy. So it's got to be something quite big to hold all of that. Um, so what the words of that song is, it said, hide it in, under a basket 
No. If you was to hide your light in a basket or have the basket on top of it, would anyone see it? Not a trick question. No, you wouldn't. So, as I said before, we read this passage of scripture in Luke's gospel, who was a doctor. Now we're going to read what the politician had to say. He was a follower of Jesus. That's what he was before he became a follower of Jesus. It says in Matthew 14 to 16, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Here is the best use of the word light relating to us being a light for Christ in a dark and dying world. A light is useless unless it's visible. It cannot shine into the darkness if it's not put on display for others to see. Just as a lamp gives light to everyone in the house, so we must shine our light so that others might see our good deeds and thus glorify our Father in heaven. So what are some of the ways that we might hide our light? By being quiet when we should actually speak. By just going along with whatever the crowd says. If you know that goes against God's word, don't go along with it. By letting sin dim our light. Or by not explaining our light to others. I'm sure most of you have said, I'm sure Gabriel's had said to her a lot of times, why are you so happy? And I'm telling you right now, she does not miss an opportunity to tell people why her light is shining. And it's not explaining our light to others. Believe it or not, people are not going to be freaked out if you tell them. Tell him in a way that you can, they will understand it. And we hide our light by ignoring the needs of others. And Pastor Rob will tell you about something that we as a church have done this week because we have not ignored the needs of other people. So as a church, we are called to be a light as well. So we need to be a beacon of truth. Don't shut your light off from the rest of the world. Ephesians 5, 8 to 14 tells us, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good, right and true. If it's producing other stuff, it's not the right kind of light. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said. This is how we were before we knew God. And this is what happens when our light goes on, when we accept Jesus. It says, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you the light. That's what's happened when we've accepted Jesus. All right, we're down to our second to last one. A little bit of motor mouth might be required. It says, the third one is, how can we avoid Satan blowing our light out? Now, this one's not going to be a really big one because I don't want us to give all glory and honour to the devil. 
He is a liar and a thief and a cheat and I could say that and believe nothing about him. Nothing he says is true, which is the, that's the truth. He's not truthful at all, at all. So we'll just sort of tell you how you can avoid him, your light out. It says, the devil wants us to be in darkness because this is where we are vulnerable and confused and we don't know where we're going because we can't see the path. I don't know about you, but have, I don't know if you've ever done it, but I've done it. I've turned off all the lights in the kitchen and I think I know the path to our bedroom like the back of my hand, except when it's dark. Because I'm going, I think the doorway's there. I think, I think that doorway's there. But you th- even though you do that path how many times when it's dark? I can't tell you how many times Pastor Rob stubbed his toe on the bed. I don't say anything anymore, but I hear it. Th- and I'm thinking, we go around that so many times, but isn't it funny in the dark? You get confused. We are confused and vulnerable. So he, the devil doesn't want you walking in the light. He wants you confused and vulnerable. He likes seeing you helpless. That's why Jesus is the hope of the world. We fall for his plans when we are in the dark. So in other words, get out of the dark and get into the light. All he is, is lies. There is no truth in him. He twists and turns things to make them sound correct, but it's a lie. Remember, I read before in Luke 11, 35 and it said make sure the light you think you have is not actually darkness and I'll tell you why I say that because even Satan acts like acts like an angel of light and if you want to know where to find that 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says but I'm not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light notice he disguises himself it's not the truth be a wake-up to his schemes. So how do we avoid Satan out our light? It says, my keys are, know the truth. Your life was not planned to be a mystery, to have you stumbling around, get into this book. I'm serious, it's the only way I know to get the light switched on inside of me. Know he is a liar, there is no truth in him, he wants you. This is all from the scriptures I've read today. He wants you to get easily offended. He wants you continually complaining and arguing. He doesn't want you living a clean, innocent life. Satan wants your life full of trouble and strife. He wants to bring you harm. You need to draw a line in the sand and say, enough, you've ripped me off long enough and I'm not listening. One more key I want to say is be careful what you allow into your home. Be careful what you watch because I'm telling you what you laugh at, you can't correct. You might think, oh, that's funny. Oh, it's a little bit funny. If it's an evil deed, don't laugh at it. Don't allow it into your house. Can I tell you? I love watching Hallmark movies. They're rated G and PG. They're pretty harmless. I put one on the other day and in the first five minutes I'm going, it's not very God-honouring. Oh, yeah, Pauline, you're so spiritual. And then I just let it be on for another five minutes. And I nearly laughed at something that was really ungodly. And guess what I had to do? Turn it off. I'm talking about a G-rated movie here, guys, because it doesn't mean it's good and it should be going into us. So be careful. Even G-rated stuff can be not godly. Okay, I'm not over the top. I'm trying to protect you. 
Mama P's trying to protect her kidlets today. Okay, so using the Bible every day is the best way I know that it's going to keep our light shining. Did you hear me say using the Bible every day? Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. John 12, 46 says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Now, our last key this morning, and I'm actually going to ask the musos to come, and I'm actually going to ask our welcome team to start handing out communion because we're actually doing communion as part of our ministry today. So our last key is how do we let our light shine in our neighbourhood? So how do we let it shine in Port Lincoln? The way we are going to let our light shine is by staying connected and plugged into the source, which is Jesus. What's the first thing you do when the power goes out? The first thing I personally do is I go to our fuse box. I make sure that they're all clicked on because something might have just tripped the meter. Try and push it up and it clicks down again. So if they're all on on, I then go, okay, the power's gone out and I know that we need to now wait to be reconnected to the source of power. So I'm telling you, we need to be connected continually to the source of power, which is Jesus. It says in John 8 verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. If you don't shine it, they're not going to see it. Light is not meant to be hidden. People will never know about God if you don't tell them. And this is the difference that we have when Jesus' light is shining in us. And this is from the Message Bible. It says, But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instrument to do His work and to speak out for Him. This is what we need to be doing. To tell others of the night and day difference He made in you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Now, just before we partake together, I just want us to read through a passage that was from Philippians 2, and I'm just going to read from 6 to 11 of what Jesus did for us when he came. Now, this is, this is the message of communion. This is the message of Easter. This is the message of our hope and our salvation right here. And I just really hope, if you can find it, it's Philippians 2 and the one starting at verse 6. It says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. So Jesus was there with God in heaven, but he didn't hold on to that. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. I don't know about you, but it's quite uncomprehendable to the natural thinking. He came, he gave up the divine privileges with God to come down. It says, He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, 
God elevated him to the place of highest honour and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Has everyone got their, their communion? I want you to take the biscuit. And we're just going to pray together if you've eaten tonight. Lord Jesus, we just want to come before you and I just want to say thank you for what you did for us. And even as we're considering, you know, Good Friday coming, it was a good Friday because of what you did for us. So Lord, I thank you for what you did. I thank you for coming as a human being, coming in divine human form, that we could have salvation and you are the hope of the world. So we just remember you today in your precious name. So you can eat and drink together. If you just want to pass your cups to the end of the aisle, the ushers are going to pick those up. So from today's message, the things that I want us to know, this is the last one, my helpful helper, Karen. We can be a light to the world, but Jesus is the light of the world. We can, only light can overcome darkness. We cannot overcome anything of ourselves. Only by the blood of the Lamb do we overcome. It is not through self-effort, positive thinking, but by repenting and trusting in Christ. Jesus is the one and only way to the Father and the one way to be saved. There is no salvation in no one else. God has given us no other name. God has given us no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. The hope that you have, it's not all left up to you. We have hope today. You need to ask him to help you. Now, if there has been anything in this message that you feel like I just want some prayer for, I'm just telling you, you can come to me or Pastor Rob or any of the leadership team and we will be happy to pray for you at any time. You can ring us even during the week. So I'm just going to finish and then hand it over to Pastor Rob. So loving Father, I just thank you that you came as the light of the world and we do not have to be stumbling around in darkness because you spoke those words, let there be light and there was light. And I just thank you that you've spoken those words over each of our lives, that you want our lives shining. And we just want to be obedient and have a life that's on display to say, we are shining out the light of Jesus. We are not closing our ears to the needs that we see going on around about us. So I ask you to bless every person today in your mighty and precious name.